often you must have discovered that something that you are desperately looking for everywhere and not finding it is often with you only. Whether it could be the glasses, eyeglasses that you are wearing or it could be a chain or a bunch of keys, you look for it everywhere outside. But what is nearest to you, what is closest to you, very often we are oblivious of it or we take it for granted. Even people around us, we go looking out for love and friendship outside and very often in home, close to home, we do not have friends because we are searching for them far away. In the same manner, when we inquire that what we are searching for is permanent, everlasting happiness. <clears throat> and when we inquire that in the impermanent world, no permanent happiness is possible. If we inquire further, is it the happiness that we seem to experience when we get an object or when we are in a conducive situation? Does that happiness come from that object? Is it the nature of that object? If it was the nature of that object, then it would give happiness to everyone at all times. Like fire is hot to everyone at all times. Never cold because heat is its nature. Same way, if happiness was the nature of any object, it would give us happiness at all times. Therefore, the great spiritual masters, the great scientists of life and this fundamental quest for happiness is there in everyone. And the intelligent beings would have inquired about it from millenniums. They inquired and they turned their search from the external world which is constantly changing and at the same time it does not have happiness in itself. Yet we experience happiness, then where is that happiness? And when they inquired, they discovered, like we can also do right now, that whenever we experience happiness, it's always within. And there are times there may be no reason or any object for our happiness, yet we feel that peaceful sense of fulfillment, contentment, happiness. And 
as they turn their attention towards themselves and started inquiring who am I they found that I am this ever present consciousness beyond time beyond even the moods of the mind ever peaceful having discovered this self to be of the nature of unending infinite happiness this great discovery they shared with the world the self is of the nature of happiness yet due to our ignorance about ourselves due to our not clear understanding about the nature of the world we study also in our various subjects that the world is in a constant state of flux or change we also experience the change directly and we say everything is changing yet that false expectation that we can get permanent everlasting happiness from the ever changing world and therefore according to our preconceived notions beliefs likes dislikes we have desires for certain objects and for that we are compelled into action and for the result of that action we remain ever anxious worried stressed and because of that not only there is sorrow and anxiety in the present and when we get the result of our action it does not meet our expectations and if it does meet our expectation there is a momentary joy that we experience and we get attached to that result of action which then prompts us into again doing that action to get that result over period of time our hopes and expectations remain but that very same object becomes a disappointment that situation becomes a disappointment and therefore shri krishna taught us that way of intelligent action buddhi yoga or karma yoga and when we do the actions dedicated to the lord with the acceptance of the fruit of action without worry of the future without regrets and conditioning and limitations of the past and without excitement in the 
present when we live with such proper understanding and discrimination we see that there's a greater purpose to action to free us from the very compulsion and bondage and the anxieties and sorrows that we experience and when we can act in this spirit of karma yoga in the pairs of opposites of the world we attain that equipoise that balance that samatva which is called as yoga so yoga is that which unites us to our true nature and therefore that knowledge by which we discover our true nature also that equipoise of mind which helps us to integrate our mind and intellect and in this ever changing world have that equanimity by which this calm meditative mind can discover the self all this is there in this one word yoga how to get this knowledge understanding discrimination is it by merely reading books is it by only gathering information in fact shri krishna gives a very powerful instruction whom to get this knowledge from and how to get this knowledge and in the fourth chapter shri krishna points out this one direct means of gaining knowledge and he says tadvidhi pranipatena pariprashnena sevaya upadekshanti te gnanam gnaninas tattva darshinah bhagwan says that tadvidhi come to know it come to directly understand it to be inspired to live it and experience it by yourself from whom those who are gnani and those who are tattvadarshi a guru a teacher who is well versed in the science of this knowledge or in this science and therefore is well versed in the language of the scriptures shrotriya but not a mere scholar a person of book knowledge when we live and directly 
experience that knowledge, such a person is called as Tattva Darshi. One who has got the wisdom, the direct experience of it. A teacher who has got both this, well established in the knowledge, in the truth, at the same time, has that language, that logic, that way that has been pointed out by the scriptures and taking the authority of the scriptures and one's personal experience. A person of mere book knowledge cannot explain in different manners the doubt of the student because can only speak what is there in the book. But the one who has worked in this manner of karma yoga, experienced the joy of living in life and the equipoise and has meditated and gained the knowledge of the self through self-inquiry and discovered the self. Such a person, when he or she speaks, speaks with conviction, with clarity. And therefore Krishna says, approach such a teacher. In fact, no knowledge in this world we have gained without a teacher teaching us. So, a so approach such a teacher. Now, very often we will say, we might know a teacher is very eloquent, but can that teacher remove our doubt? We might know that someone is very calm, peaceful and established in the truth, but may not have the methodology of transferring this knowledge. Therefore, teacher who has got both these, approach such a teacher. How do we know that a teacher is well established in the truth? We will be inspired to live that life. We will get the clarity of our knowledge. Otherwise, Really, we ourselves are the test that if I am inspired and I can transform my life, then there is no doubt about the greatness of my teacher. So learn it from such teachers. But the student also has to have a certain attitude of humility. And therefore, pranipatena. It is not just physical bowing down to the teacher or falling flat to the ground. Our ego lies in our head. The physical bowing down is just an attitude of humility and surrender which we must have in our heart. 
and the mightiest ego is if i feel i know it all or i know more than my teacher when that attitude is there learning stops as you know the river flows from the top to the bottom and to the extent we have got humility to that extent the knowledge flows from the teacher to us we can get information from books but insight we can get only from a teacher who has not only a thorough knowledge but that insight itself so with an attitude of humility pranipatena this is not some submissive uh, slavery but it is the acknowledgement that i do not know and here is someone who can guide me who can inspire me so tad vidhi pranipatena sevaya through service service is not only the physical service of feeding the guru or massaging the feet of the guru when we get such an opportunity indeed we are blessed but just as a parent what gives joy to the parent what would give joy to the teacher who's already of the nature of bliss love only wants the happiness of the beloved the greatest service to the teacher is that the guidance the teachings that the teacher has given for our betterment for our transformation for our happiness when we live it when we do our best to practice it that is the greatest service to the teacher so sevaya and when we get to serve also the vision the mission the project of the teacher through service comes attunement we also recognize the greatness and the efficacy of that vision and by that we get attuned to the teacher and the teacher also is able to see our strength our weaknesses and the teacher does not judge our weaknesses to exploit it judges our weakness to bring about a change from our weakness to our strength to transform our weakness to our strength thus sevaya and when that attunement takes place with the teacher then the transferring of the knowledge becomes effective that communication becomes effective that understanding 
becomes easy. In fact, Gurudev used to say that words are only the canopy through which a teacher, a guru is able to transfer his or her knowledge of his or her direct experience. Direct discovery. And therefore, this knowledge is not post-mortem. When there is an attuned student and such a guru or a teacher, then it is like gunpowder and fire or a spark. Even a spark of that knowledge can create the explosion of realization. However, the student must have an inquiring mind, pariprashnina. Not just ask unnecessary question, not just keep up ask questioning for argument, but this discussion between the teacher and the taught, the guru and the disciple, when there is an inquiring mind, the teacher assists the student in removing his false, erroneous notion and points out or trains the mind in such a manner that we can see the light, we can see the right knowledge. So, Pariprashnena. And from the nature of the question we ask, the teacher also knows what answer to give in which manner. So, three things. An attitude of humility, an inquiring mind, and a readiness to serve. And through service, humility comes. Through service, attunement comes. Through service, devotion also arises. In this manner, come to gain this precious knowledge. And if there is any doubt, don't waste even a minute. When this knowledge is given to us, there are people who are ignorant. There are people who lack faith in the means of knowledge, such great scientists, masters of life, or in that science itself, they lack faith. And there are others who have a certain amount of faith, they seek also, but they are always doubtful. Doubtful about the means of knowledge, the Guru and the scriptures, the science itself. Doubtful of their own capabilities. And thus in that confusion, they remain. So not, no doubt, the one who is ignorant, the one who has lack of 
faith in the right means of knowledge and the one who is a doubter. All three eventually land themselves up into sorrow, into difficulties, into depressions. Why? Because from ignorance alone is born our consequent reasons for sorrow. But an ignorant person also for the time being thinks ignorance is bliss and uh, continues living in the world with imaginary hopes for joy. One who lacks faith naturally loses out on the greater gain. But one who is a doubter is a person who is neither ignorantly able to enjoy the temporary pleasures nor is able to adventure forth into the higher inquiry and meditation to discover that happiness is my nature and therefore samshayatma vinashyati this doubter perishes even after gaining knowledge if our knowledge is not doubt free it is not what the great masters or the scriptures call as knowledge knowledge must remove our ignorance and it should become our understanding our conviction that is called as knowledge. And therefore, when we look back in our last life, ask ourselves, we've got a lot of information which we think is knowledge. And information is a burden that we carry today unnecessary, which we can easily get online. But that knowledge, which has assimilated into us and which is free of doubt, can remove our ignorance and it's born sorrows. And therefore, Krishna says, Tasmadagyana sambhutam Ristham jnana sinatmanaha Chitvainam samshayam yogam Atishto tishtha bharata He Bharata, coming from the great lineage of those who reveled in knowledge, in light. He Bharata, Tasmad, therefore, and Sri Krishna has never given an instruction, an advice, or insisted on anything without having given a clear, logical explanation of it so that our rational minds will not accept anything out of sheer belief, but have that capacity to understand and hold on to that knowledge that we have gained to make it our direct experience with faith. Faith and belief are different. Faith is the capacity in us by which we are able to 
understand the true import of the words of those who know and are our well-wishers. And this, and this is something we must remember that the doubt and the ignorance is in our mind. Don't just sit back and say, now Guru, remove my doubt. Gurudev used to say, Guru is like a gardener. He can water the plant without which the plant cannot grow. But the flower must bloom in itself. Therefore, this Ajnana Sambhutam, this doubt, Samshayam, which is born out of our own ignorance, not the fault of the science and not necessarily the fault of a teacher, this doubt which is there within our own heart, Ritstam, with the strong sword of knowledge, Yanasinaha, this Atmanas Samshayam, this doubt that lies within yourself, it is yours, with the sword of knowledge that the Guru has given us, with that method of inquiry, with the indicators that have pointed out to us, cut asunder this doubt which remains in our heart. Because sometimes we are so attached to our doubts that no one could clear our doubts. The Guru can only give more logic, more inspiration, more examples that we may understand. But with that understanding to give away that doubt and to end that doubt is in him. And removing that doubt, Yogam Atishtaha Uttishtha Bharata That having taken refuge in this yoga of equanimity of the mind. Stand up, O Bharata. Don't sit down helplessly. Perform your duties in life and claim your nature of happiness. Uttishtha Bharata. Awaken, stand up and face the challenges of life. Face the world with courage and wisdom. Thank you for tuning in to this episode by the Chinmaya Mission. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing. If you're looking for exceptional and detailed content on the Bhagavad Gita and how Lord Krishna's advice to Arjuna is relevant to the hurdles you face today, or understanding your mind, or explanations on Hindu scriptures in easy-to-understand English, the Chinmaya Mission YouTube channel is the place to be. All links are in the description.